Welcome back to Below Average Gaming, where sometimes you just want to be able to launch up your game and play it without infinite complications, whether it be bugs or new information or stuff like that, and just be able to have fun. I, I know not this fun. I only know constant crashes. That sounds and like a I still problem. don't know why. It sounds like a go onto the community threads and see how many people are also having these problems. And I'm not happy about it. I don't know. I'm not experiencing it, therefore it can't exist. Is is that how it works? Mm-hmm. It's like this if you don't see it, it's not real. Yeah. So you're not a religious man. <laughs> Yeah, so the plan this week is we're going to be talking about Destiny, because the new expansion dropped. Is that only Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Wow, this week feels like it's been long. Just like every week. Just like every week for the last, well, not even six months now, last year. Every week for the literal last year has felt this long. Yeah, so I guess since, since the new expansion dropped Tuesday, my brain for some reason totally went to there's been a weekend between last Tuesday and now. And I think a big part of it came from us playing on Tuesday, which doesn't happen normally, and that's what's confusing me. I wrote that down on my calendar. I made plans to make sure I was free. I was ready for some Destiny. And the game worked fine until they released some 30 megabyte patch that apparently just bricked a lot of people we still got a lot of time in though we did beat the entire campaign so yeah we beat the main campaign we have all the post campaign stuff to do but it's fine i'll fix it i think i know how to fix it i'm just not gonna be very happy about it how do you fix it uh uninstall everything that has to do with my graphics card uninstall destiny uh i have to go clear a cache out in another folder and then I gotta reinstall all of it, and then change a few settings. That sounds. Like It'll be yes. fine. Yeah, there's a there's a 15 step fix that's supposed to like just cover you no matter what the problem is, and I'm just gonna run through it and hate my life while I'm doing it. Yikes. Yeah, but I mean, we did we we got to play on Tuesday, and then we got to play a little bit yesterday to be able to actually round out the campaign. Yes. All in all, so far, having a lot of fun. Pretty happy with getting back into Destiny. I think the expansion's been pretty good so far, besides the random issues, which I'm sure they're going to end up fixing. Yeah, I I think it's... I've enjoyed the expansion so far. I think the new location's really cool. Uh, I do still think that Destiny just does shooters very well and has stood out to me because of that. And... I mean, I'm enjoying the loot aspect of it. I think it's done a pretty good job. There's some interesting things with uh, sunsetting and stuff like that that we're going to talk about. But overall, really good impression so far. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Stasis has been, like, fun. It changes up the game a little bit, which is good. Because just adding gear in but not changing classes at all isn't necessarily the best way to go about, you know, expanding a game like this. So I'm glad there is, like, another little subclass that you get for stasis so you do have a few more options there the gear has been really good i really like uh duality that you get to start off with that shotgun is amazing and it is now my best friend and of course you know when they take away the gun you were using because it's glitched you know i gotta make do with what i got why did my gun have to be glitched man 
Oh, why'd you have to garbage. use a glitchy gun? It was sweet. You're going to make, like, blight all over the ground and just ruin everybody's day. It was fun. I miss that gun. I miss my baby. Yeah, so so, yeah, oh, so the campaign yeah. probably gave us, for the base portion, what, 10 hours, would you say? Yeah, I think it took about 10. It would have been a tiny bit faster, but we didn't try to, like, level too much before Beyond Light, just because we knew it was coming. Yeah. So it didn't seem like much of a point. But yeah, it was about 10 hours, which, like, isn't bad considering uh, in games like Destiny, it's not about the campaign, it's about what you do afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, we went into it with, I mean, on both of our fronts, not very flushed out loadouts and stuff like that, just because we basically just played the Shadowkeep campaign and nothing past that. Yeah. But yeah, and it, and it felt approachable at the difficulty level. Of course, there's some of the random events that you just walk by something that's, you know, 150, you know, above your level and it just one-shots you. But, you know, it felt, it felt like a good intro. If you were just starting the game, you'd be fine. And if you haven't played in a long time, you want to get back in. It feels very accessible at the out front, which is good. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see how the life of the expansion goes, because I know a lot of people have expressed some concerns due to there not being as many loot options and things like that. And when combining the expansion being a little bit smaller for like the loot side of things with the sunsetting and the loot removal that's happened with this expansion release, people are worried for the next year because we have a year of seasonal content on this expansion before a full new expansion comes out. Yeah, and they've they've added stuff over time to Destiny. I think every single Destiny release that's come out has always been a little shallow at first, but they do a good job of adding things in. And I think if Bungie, being Bungie, will do fine. I think being patient is a big thing. Like, even with like with my game being glitchy or people saying there's not enough stuff in the game, Bungie has never made a product that I didn't like. So I'm perfectly fine just, like, chilling out and waiting. Expansion's, like, really cool. The atmosphere has been, like, insane. Like, that new planet's incredible. So I don't I don't mind waiting for more content. They've added a bunch of free stuff to Destiny before. It's the reason I go back to it still. Yeah, and that's that's kind of been my take on it so far. Because, well, initial impressions do lend towards the loot not being super abundant we also have to accept that there is three seasons so like you have seasonal content that will happen before the next expansion comes out and they always they'll add stuff with the seasonal content as well as then the raid hasn't released yeah so there's just like there's things to still come out and things that we'll have to see yeah exactly and who knows what the raid's going to be like yet i haven't looked into it at all as far as the raids go for the uh Anything in Destiny, I'm purposely making sure I don't go look into anything, even if stuff's leaked out or there's a preview. I kind of like going into games like this a little blind at first. Like, I'll go see what the raid boss is in a game like Destiny, and if I can't do it, then I'll look up more about it. I like being surprised. I like actually, like, walking in the door and being like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, the, the experience of doing something for the first time with, like, no information is really cool. And a lot of people kind of lose that right now because Googling something and looking something up ahead of time is so prevalent in this, like, 
race for first type of mentality that prevails in a lot of these games. Yeah. And with Destiny, I'm not I'm not playing that game to race for first. Like I I still haven't played the Crucible in Destiny 2 yet at all. Cause like I just don't like care about the PvP stuff. I don't care about having the best stuff in PvE. I just want to play the game for fun. And it is probably gonna take up a lot of my gaming time. Like that between that and League of Legends are pretty big. I'm still like playing Last of Us 2 and you know making that terrible choice. So, you know, like for me it's not it's not too bad waiting around for a bit. Because too, if like at this methodical pace, by the time you actually get to the point where there'd be less stuff to get, there'll be more stuff out rather than if I just like play it like four hours a day. Yeah, you're going to run out of content faster. So just take your time. Just chill. Lean back. Yeah. And I, I also think the the content lack that people are getting upset at wouldn't be as prevalent if this wasn't the first time that sunsetting and content vaulting had happened. Yeah. I think that this is, it's a very ambitious plan by Bungie. I actually think it's a good one to deal with being an evolving game along with conforming to the restrictions that they have versus something like, for example, WoW that just gets to continue adding content and just says get a bigger hard drive and a lot more space to our game constantly. Destiny takes up a lot more space for a variety of reasons. So it's a lot harder to do that, especially when console comes into the question as well. Yeah, especially when it comes out the new consoles, like the the new series of consoles actually has less space on it than current ones because some expandable drives are not even usable yet uh, on Xbox and PlayStation. I believe both of them are locked out of drive expansions full stop right now. Yeah. They so they you, both like, have they both will have some option for it in the future, but at this point you cannot update them. Yeah, which is really locks people out because you're trying to get the kind of people who like shooters. If somebody has Call of Duty and Destiny loaded onto their next-gen hardware or even current-gen, that's going to take up the majority of their hard drive, so you need to, like, give people a reason to stay. And while sunsetting stuff and putting things in the vault and rotating things in and out is cool and does help free up space, yeah, it does cut down on the overall content a bit. Yeah, and the content vault, I think, is interesting because I I get the concept, but I hope that it doesn't wind up being implemented exactly how it is with Beyond Light. Because Beyond Light has given the impression that the vaulted locations are gone. And my interpretation of it was, like, my interpretation was, is that they were going to leave them in... And then cycle through them. So, like, my idea was possibly when Beyond Light came out, you vaulted maybe uh, Io, Nessus, um, Mars, say. Like, the first three locations. And left in, um, like, the, the next three. The ones, like, the more expansion stuff. Like, maybe Mercury, uh, Tangleshore, and Dreaming City, I think is the other one. And Moon, I guess. And so you left in some of these, and then as you went forward, you would cycle out the most recent expansion and put something back in. So all of these locations would come back over time. But the way they've done it gives the impression that all the locations that have been vaulted won't come back ever. So they'll, like, never be playable again, which is kind of disappointing to me. But also, because of the way sunsetting works, 
the two locations that are still in the game feel less relevant because they're dropping gear that's been sunsetted and won't be able to like go forward. Yeah. It, it definitely dulls the play experience. I don't want things just gone for forever. Having a rotation of content sounds good, and then it kind of lets you um, edit it, change it up a bit, you know, do some tweaks. But just, like, kicking a bunch of stuff out of the game when there when there is a substantial price point to getting into Beyond Light if you're already playing Destiny. It's not exactly a cheap expansion. So, like I said, like, I'm just going to be patient with it, but... I think cutting that much stuff out while also cutting a bunch of gear out does feel a little bad, but I'm also in no rush, but I can understand for hardcore people where Destiny is their main game, especially right now, it's like a lot of people's like main way of interacting with their friends is playing games. And if Destiny is your game, almost being done everything now, and it's not even been a week. Yeah. And I think it feels kind of bad. I think with the sunsetting and vaulting, I think I'd be more okay with vaulting locations if they didn't take away raids and strikes. Like, if you're if you're going to take away, like, planets so you don't have the actual map that you can go and walk around, okay, that's fine. But now, like, the strike playlist, for example, is in a weird spot where you lost a bunch of strikes from these other planets because they're they've been vaulted. But you also still have some of the original strikes. So, like, the strike playlist is pretty boring because it's all existing strikes minus some. And then just adding the one new Glassway strike from Beyond Light. Yeah, it it dulls out the experience a lot. And things like strikes can get a little samey pretty quick if you're just trying to grind for gear. And having variety makes that experience way better. And it being cut off because Destiny's not procedurally generated. You're, it's the same hallway. It looked, that bush was there last time I was here. So, it definitely... It does dull it out. It makes me happy that I don't have like a thousand hours to be playing Destiny right now. But it is it is fair to address the point that if we were playing it hardcore, we'd probably be as you know upset in our own way just like everyone else is. And we're still not, I'm still not like 100% happy that this crash has been happening for two days now and there's very little communication from them on it. So there's, it's tough. Destiny Beyond Light feels like conceptually to me, a good, solid, really great expansion. And then there's these little things that just like jab at you a little bit that feel kind of shitty. Yeah, I think that, Beyond Light's getting a ton of flack from people, but I actually think Beyond Light's a good expansion. We obviously, we haven't seen the raid, we don't know what it is, but like, I think the strike is actually very good. I think Glassway is very good. I think the campaign has been very interesting. And I think even though we only got one strike, the three, I think they're called Empire Hunts that you do throughout the campaign are repeatable strike-like content that you can do. So in a way, there's like kind of four strikes, in like some interpretations and i think the expansion is actually just really good and so people are giving flack and saying beyond light sucks as an expansion but i think it's actually the other things that are going on with destiny that are the issue and some things where destiny is trying to or bungie is trying to pave an entirely new system and a different way of running a game that's never been done before yeah and them doing this is fine 
there's going to have to be some things worked out with anything like this. Beyond Light feels like Destiny 1 to me right now. To where I played Destiny 1 like right when it came out, like really hardcore for like a couple days. And then realized that I'd done most of everything, but the game was still really fun. So I kept playing it. I think that's what Beyond Light's going to be for a little bit. I think Beyond Light's really good if you have not played Destiny yet. The way they've set it up almost feels like they cut content to make it more accessible to new people. And just forgot about everyone that was still here in the first place. You know? Like the people that bought Destiny 2 at launch got kicked a bit while the new people get to experience all this new stuff, which is really cool. But, you know, getting new people is great. Forgetting who's here sucks. And that's like a very big problem with games in general. There are a lot of games that forget that their player base that is still playing the game is there and trying to support the game. And they're also probably going to be the loudest when there's an issue. So like kicking them to the curb causes a lot of, you know, negative feedback very quickly. And we see the same thing too with other games like, like Magic the Gatherings had a big issue with that where they're just trying to inject new people into it and they've changed the way that game works and a lot of enfranchised players are just done. And, you know, it's a common thing. And I understand trying to get new people into your game and marketing it as such beyond lights like this, you know, soft reboot. But if you soft reboot into less content than what was already there, all the other people feel like they did get cut off. Yeah, and I think I think the hard thing is there's just a couple things that have been gone about the wrong way. Where, like, even, like, sunsetting guns, I totally understand sunsetting problematic guns. Right? Like, there are problematic guns. But taking taking out a ton of the weapons and then replacing them with fairly a fairly limited amount feels bad to players. And what feels the worst is there are guns that have been, quote-unquote, like, sunset. Where... The identical gun has been re-released and is available. You just have to re-grind for it. Because the version you have is Sunset. And I don't like that. That seems awful. Especially in a game like Destiny where each legendary has random perk rolls. So you, like, if you want to play at the highest level, you grind for what's called, like, a god roll. Where you'll do the same content over and over again and try to get the best combination of perks on that gun. And there are people that have god rolls where the exact same gun is redone and still in the game, not sunset, but now you have to re-grind for it because the version you have is from older content, I guess. And I think that is a very bad feel for players. Okay, that's stupid. I didn't know that that happened. That, that's ridiculous. Like... That's just like making your game falsely longer, which I hate. I do not like that when you do that in a game where you do something that makes your game longer artificially. And something like that where you have to regrind for something, that's awful. To be honest, that's the same reason that like, um, that's like my one big gripe with Mario Odyssey too, is that that game is two to three times longer than it needed to be. If you actually just had all the content there the first time you go in and it makes you go back places like all the time and having to go back and redo something you've already done in a game because they just changed it feels bad. Um, Diablo 3, when they updated uh, the game and put a bunch of these new sets in, 
your stats retroactively gain the new stats. So like when they changed Firebird's Refinery, the big set that I used for Wizard and they changed what it did, I just had the new copy of it in my inventory. And just taking somebody's stuff because you can is lame. I, I think and I, I think it's a really hard topic because in a game like Destiny, because even though people don't want to admit it, it's basically an MMO. In a lot of senses, it has to deal with all the same issues that an MMO does. The issue is, is that things get static. And because they've given you this extremely good quality of life option of infusing weapons to upgrade them, they lack the normal content loop that happens with expansions and power increases of a normal MMO. Something like WoW, where you have to grind for your new gear at the higher level. There is no infusion technique. I just think that if that's the expectation you've given, and you have this infusion technique, sunsetting gear and giving it a hard cap and making you regrind the exact same weapon feels really bad. And I don't think it's good design, and I imagine... I would hope that something gets done to deal with it. And... I also don't think that you should be able to... I don't think that any location that is in the game should be able to drop sunset gear. I don't think that makes sense. Like, if you drop gear that's power capped at 1060 in a location, that location is effectively not in the game now. Because it's not like something like WoW that has locations that are over that gets their locations artificially to have content based on the economy where you can buy and sell things. And those areas are still good and sometimes better than current locations for gold farming and cosmetic drops, things like transmogging and um, mounts because those don't exist on world drops. Like you can't get sparrows off of like world bosses or something like that. All locations that are under leveled don't have an incentive to play them. Which, which is sad because like Destiny has a really cool environment and having a reason to visit everywhere is great. The problem is is that the environments are pretty, but they get they can get old if that's all you're doing is one area. Just like Moon is cool, but if you just have to hang out in the Moon for an hour and then another hour and then it ends up being ten hours, you just hanging on the Moon, then you put the game back up and you're like, oh, I gotta go back there. For 10 more hours. It does get samey. And having gear drop at such a low level for sunsetting is rough. Because it's basically absolute, like obsolete the second you boot up a game. Because now you're starting at 1050. When you just like start a new character in Destiny. So capping something around 1060. It's just like even if you got one of these cool sunsetted things. You would use it for 5 minutes. Yeah and I think, I think when you're talking about sunsetting. If there were locations that would drop gear. That would be at power cap in eight months, I think I'd be more okay with it. Like, if if I could go back to these old locations and grind something, that won't compete with last quarter of this expansion top gear, but could compete up until, like, middle, late, like, middle second half expansion, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Give us three to six months of, like, some of the old gear being relevant, and then, then cut it out, you know? Give a little time in between. And even, too, if you're a new player picking up sun gear, 
you're going to be like, why can't I upgrade this? Like, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that are going to be like, what is this? Why doesn't this upgrade more? That's another thing where the, where the system is super confusing and convoluted and hard to find information on, barring picking up or like looking at a piece of sunsetted gear in your inventory and having the game be like, you can't upgrade this past this power. And I think, I think that Destiny is in an interesting position because of the way in which it does how you like power up and get stronger because in a lot of situations the content loop is you're supposed to be doing these public events and lost sectors and all these things in the world and when that's your content loop only having one location or a couple locations that are viable to do that in is bad because the more locations you have the more variety players have and <clears throat> even if i really like a location like i liked the moon from uh, shadowkeep if I was doing, if I did six hours of farming in there, it would be boring. But if I did two hours in one location, two hours in another, two hours in another, it probably wouldn't be that bad. And I no, wouldn't feel much I wouldn't feel burnt out on any of the three locations. Yeah, I I love variety when it comes to locations. That's why a lot of the games I like playing are procedurally generated, or they have a lot of vast. Uh, different environments to them which is why the way that borderlands did talk about another shooter has done their expansions i like their expansions the way they've done some of them because they feel very very different and if you want a specific gear from them at least you get a variety and where you're going like if you go to the casino planet or if you go to like the eldritch horror inspired planet you know it feels way different and Destiny being able to capture something like that would be a lot better for them because if we get to the point in Destiny where I'm not really gaining much variety when grinding, I'll probably like just take a break at some point until there's more variety in it. Like I'm still liking it right now. We still have a lot to do, but I could see as soon as I get my um, stupid crash fixed, I could see us playing like two more weekends and then maybe like not having anything to do. Because we can be rather efficient and we want to at games and it's just like being efficient and finishing the game sucks. Like the first Destiny lasted two weeks for me. And I like I fear this happening the same way to Beyond Light. But the thing is they fixed it. Bungie's historically fixed all these issues and should they keep happening though? It's like, yeah, they fixed all these issues, but they also keep making the same problem over and over again. And I hope that they fix it, like, sooner rather than later. Especially with the new consoles coming out. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, I, I think that I think that it's really interesting because I am the type of person that just this type of game I love. Like, I've played WoW, I've played RuneScape. Like, these kind of games that just have a litany of content in a world... And you can just go and do all of it. I love. And for me, like looking at Destiny 2, because it's a game that I played it uh, year one, like right at the start. I played um, base game Trials of Osiris and Warmind, I'm pretty sure were the three expansions. And then picked it up back again with you uh, for Forsaken and then Shadowkeep. That, like, I, I really like this game. And the thing is, for me, is I don't really mind if the locations are gone. Like, so, uh, Titan, Mars, Mercury, Io. 
are the four like destinations that you had public events and stuff on that you can't do anymore. And I'm not like that doesn't, I don't look at that and be like super disappointed. Obviously if there were like, if there was a way to keep all the content and have them continue developing, I would have preferred that. But if, if some content does have to go, I'm okay with that. But the fact that now I am here, I am someone who would love to be able to go back and replay old raids. Ones that I haven't played before. And, like, that type of content, the, like, endgame pinnacle, like, show content, I would love to be able to go back and play. And I don't even care, like, you don't even have to, like, balance it. Um, I know WoW does, like, time walking, so they'll scale down yourself to the previous levels. So they'll release old content, and then you get to, like, your character gets scaled down, or the enemies get scaled up to the appropriate level, so it still feels like the content did back then. I would love to be able to go back and play these old raids. And I wonder if losing that is more of a detriment than the cost to upkeep it is. Because I just don't know. I don't know how much upkeep it would take to keep raids in the game or keep strikes in the game. But not being able to go and patrol on a location and just like run around it, I'm kind of fine with. But the fact that there is a lot of content that I just no, now don't have the opportunity to experience is disappointing. Yeah. It's... It's tough to, to take that big of a slice out of a game this old and not add an equivalent amount to it. Like if you cut that much content but had maybe two or three more strikes to do than we have now. And like if the raid was already out, it'd be a lot better. But if you cut that much of an experience out and then don't replace it with at least close to the same amount of content, even if it's just done in a different way, it does feel like they're having the rug pulled out from you like a little bit. And obviously... This comes back to new players won't notice. Old players are like, where the hell's my stuff? And I, like, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle because I did miss some of the content, right? Because I have not a lot of time in the Destiny 2 yet. So I, I know there's a bunch of stuff I'm just never going to be able to see now. As someone who, like, I didn't play Destiny 1. Like, I didn't touch the game. I... I, as someone who likes the idea of a world ever growing, like, I, I, when I heard that Destiny 1 was switching to Destiny 2, I didn't like the idea of that because it felt, from what I had seen, so close to something like WoW and something that should just be eternal and continue get expanding, continue expanding. And I was then, the looking at that, I was surprised that Destiny 2 is a thing. I understand all the reasons. It is, there are additional complications with it. It's harder to do in a game like Destiny. But if this is the cost of the game being eternal, like if this is the cost of not cutting it off and play and building Destiny 3, I think I'd rather have you cut it off and build Destiny 3. Because if you, like, okay, you stop public events, you stop whatever, it becomes, like, a local game. Like, I, I, I assume you can localize this game fine. At least if I want to play and can find six people, I can go back and experience all this old content still. 
Like, I can still go back and experience the raids, even if they're disconnected from your front-runner big game, which would then be Destiny 3. If the content is losing... If the cost is losing all of this content forever, that's really hard for me. So that's why, like, if I was gonna try and, like, fix this, if, like, if I wanted to fix the concept of vaulting and all this stuff... My idea would be you could, you would have your base number of areas. So you would have, say, the last three expansions, right? So right now we would have, I guess this is kind of similar to what we have, um, but we would have Beyond Light, Forsaken, or Shadowkeep Forsaken. You can rotate out the old locations, and then there is a rotating pool of locations, so then locations from old expansions rotate in and out. So an expansion is never fully gone. And whether that's every six months, whether that's every year, whether that's every three months, I don't know. But that way you can lower the size. And yes, people have to update. And when an update happens, you have to remove this saved data and replace it with new stuff. But it still leaves that content in. And I would prefer to not have strikes removed. I think that strikes being in the size or at least have like a lowest size you can go because right now you're we're at 10 and that feels a little bit low. Maybe it's 12. Maybe it's 14. As well as having an, a spot for like legacy raids or whatever. Where you have the three or four raids that are currently still in your content pool. And then the legacy raids rotate in and out. Same thing with like your expedition planets. That way content's never gone. So yeah, sure. If I wanted to play. If I got up on a Sunday and wanted specifically to go play Leviathan. I might not be able to, but it doesn't mean that as a player, I have to look at this and looking at how it's been handled so far, I don't know that Leviathan or anything like that will ever come back. Yeah. And I think making a routine schedule would be great. It probably should be on a decently long schedule. So like have quarterlies. I think quarterlies would be really cool. Like, the, the season lasts a year, once a quarter, so every three months. These For these three months, you have this legacy content you can grind at and do whatever you want with. You know, that way you have a good time limit. If you don't have time for, like, a week or two to play, you still get the opportunity to. I think the worst thing they could do is do weekly or bi-weekly rotations, if they end up doing rotations. I think that's awful, because you force people to play your game as much as possible in a quick time period. So if they do do rotating, I would like quarterlies. Yeah, doing doing bi-weekly or like doing like a short-term issue also has the problem of it doesn't fix your file size issue. Yeah, because you have to update and... And because especially with all the issues that I don't know if you saw any of them, but there were a lot of issues with the PS4 downloads because PS4 right now is for some reason duplicating files. So everything's taking forever. So this update took people like 16 hours to download this 50 megabyte update. Because... PlayStation's doing something weird. But say, okay, so we, we rotated out Titan, Mars, Mercury, and Io. So this is the first time we've experienced it. What if for Season of the Hunt, Titan was available as legacy content? For the next season, Mars was available for legacy content. For the next season, Mercury was available for legacy content. For the next season, Io was available for legacy content. And... If you are going, if you're going to do it under this legacy content, guys, you can sunset all gear off these planets. 
You can also like raids. Like if you if you like do again legacy raids. So like there was five raids leaving, but say again quarterly, you just cycle the raids, and there's like a list of them, and people know when each raid is gonna come up. You can sunset all the raid gear. The raid gear from legacy raids, if it's legacy content, doesn't have to impact your most recent expansion. You can sunset this gear. And then you can just sit these old raids. And so then for three months, you would have access to Leviathan. So if someone has a triumph or like an achievement they want to go back and do in one of these old raids, they can do it. Yeah. It is, they're leaving a lot out of the game that's done already. And it feels bad too, because like I'll, I like playing old content like that, especially because some people worked really damn hard on some of that content, and it's great. It's not like they're taking out bad content or just like unfun areas of a game. They're taking out very good quality content that I really like, and then some I still haven't seen and never will now. So, yeah. And I imagine with how they announced the content fault, it sounds like this is the plan. Because I believe during Beyond Light, a Destiny 1 strike is actually supposed to be coming to Destiny 2. Or sorry, a Destiny 1 um, raid. I believe Vault of Glass, I believe is the name of it. Vault of Glass, yes, that is the name of it. I know Vault of Glass. Uh, Vault of Glass is great. I believe Vault of Glass is supposed to be coming back for Destiny 2. So this this goes into that legacy content kind of idea. But I would like a bit more transparency about it, if that makes sense. Like, if your plan is for these things, like, you said, okay, Titan, Mars, Mercury, IR being vaulted. Okay, I get that. I understand. But you haven't told me what's happening with them. Are they just sitting on the sidelines indefinitely? Because my first impression was kind of this legacy content system. But now, lore-wise, these planets are gone. These planets were absorbed by the darkness according to the lore. So, like, can they come back? Like, I'm sure they can. Are they just going to come back outside of the lore? Which, I mean, I'm okay with that. Because, obviously, like, old raids are outside the lore as well. I'm okay with it coming back outside the lore. i just like to know. Because right now, as a player, feeling like all of this content is just gone feels really bad. Yeah, and we've had nothing about this coming out either. Like, this Bungie has not been communicating, which which really sucks. Like, if you haven't experienced the Vault of Glass before, like, it's really cool. Like, I'm really excited for that. Uh, last time they talked about it was in June. Yeah. And that's like, like, Cosmodrome? Cosmodrome, as a Destiny 1 area that's now available in Destiny 2, I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, Destiny 1 had great locations, and just doing slight updates is a really good idea, but tell and us when our content's coming. Yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that Vault of Glass is supposed to be coming back. Oh yeah, I'm super excited. That sounds awesome. But I'd like more concrete information i'd like a time frame i'd like an idea and if if your statement has to be we're still figuring this out we don't know exact time frames going forward but you'll get this on x date that's fine yeah if you're like hey in the next two months we'll put some we'll put this out or this out 
that's totally fine. Or like, you know, hey, we're not sure. We are working on it. We hear your feedback. We'll get back to you as soon as possible is like better than crickets. I hate crickets. And I also wonder, because there's been a lot of talk about um, Forsaken has been the biggest expansion to Destiny 2. Forsaken was also when Bungie was working under Activision, which means it meant they had a lot more capital to work with. I wonder if there is something there where they need to find out a way to have more money to develop this game. Because this game is massive right now. There are a ton of players. There are a ton of people playing it worldwide. And I wonder if there is something there where the amount of development funds they have has to find an increase from something. And I don't know what that is. I just don't. But when you compare it to something like WoW, WoW can do all the things it does because WoW has however many players at a $15 a month subscription. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Beyond Light's injection of money does get them more staffing. They are significantly lower in staff than they used to be. So I understand if things take longer, communicate then. I think a lot a lot of companies just straight up could do better with communicating when it comes to like player bases. Because they have to realize that stuff like this, while being games, can be a significant part of somebody's life. Because a lot of people, especially now, have replaced all their social activity with playing games. And also the community can do a good job of giving good feedback that's respectful. Because that's also an issue is that if you if you just yell at the void, it doesn't help. Like just be like straight up do it respectfully if you're going to, but let people let them know, right? That hey, we're not asking for this now. Just give us a ballpark, a little something. Yeah. And I think I think the whole transparency and it being a big part of people's life is something that people need to start getting used to like wow for example because again this game isn't the exact same but it is very akin to mmos in the way that it's done in how like teamwork's important there are a lot of people who play wow and have like their 20 man raid team and some of the people in that guild and in that team are literally their best friends and they've never met them before and like those people, like, even if that's your situation and there's a bug that's causing crashes or if suddenly there's less content to do, that's really hard for people. Like, it can be a significant part of people's life and as such, people are invested in it and some form of communication goes a long way. Even, too, for, like, content creators and streamers, too, you know... There's at least one streamer I know of that said, I have to cancel all Destiny 2 content. I literally can't fix my game. And Bungie won't reply to what's going on. Like, not even a, hey, we're looking into it. Which, that's rough. You know? That's something really hard that's hard for not just developers, but also, like, the community in general. Because there are a lot of people, like, the economy and career options around gaming is astronomical right now. And the amount of stress and the amount that it can impact people, like, for example, with Magic, there are people who are Magic streamers who have made very hard decisions to try to branch out to other things. And some of them are getting to do it, and some of them aren't. 
And it's just, it's a massive level of impact that just, like, communication all around has, like, would be very helpful to all those people. And on the same front, the community giving reasonable, rational feedback, not just going and crying on the internet about how this is the end of a game, when in reality it's not going to be. Destiny 2 is going to live beyond Beyond Light. League's going to live through this preseason. WoW's going to make it through Shadowlands. Magic's probably going to release another thousand sets that all are going to suck, but the game's still going to be huge and people are going to play it. It's not the end. Like, rather than crying wolf, give some kind of reasonable feedback and maybe it'll impact something. Yeah. And it is hard on content creators, like a lot, like you said, and giving good feedback for the sake of the you know, streamers that you're watching, especially too, if you're watching a streamer and this is impacting them, tag them in like a post to Bungie. Be respectful about it. Like, hey, I watched this person. They literally cannot do their job and promote for you because of this issue. And and just be be cool about it. Don't don't be a garbage person when you're talking to these people, right? I think that's the big thing that I want to like get out there is that, you know, being a reasonable adult when addressing these things and talking about it, you know, I know that's hard for like the internet to be reasonable, but just be reasonable. Like, come on. There's so much other like shit going on out there that I think just like yelling at people who make your game and are trying to give you something fun to do and also just like live their life and make money and have a career. Like we're all in this together. Be reasonable. But feedback is there to help people get better. That's the whole point of getting feedback is to make products better, make shows better, make this podcast better, make people better as people, you know? So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it with destiny. I think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to be happy to go slow at it. And if I run out of stuff to do, I'll just go do something else for a little bit. I'll wait for it to come back, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, as I said, I'm not, I'm not crying wolf about destiny. I think it's going to live through it. And I, it'll probably go into, maybe not this year, but maybe next year will be another glory age, like after the Taken King or after uh, Forsaken. Like, the game's lived this long, it's not going away. The game's still really good, and Bungie is just play, like paving their way through an entirely uncharted area. An entirely new thing to do. And the player base can be a little bit reasonable about that. I'm the type of person who, I look at Destiny, and if I could find a group to play with, I would love to just play the shit out of this game. And, like, go for tops and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I look at that and I'm like, well, now's probably not the time to try to find that. Just due to the nature. But I'm also like, the game will probably be fine in a year. Like, the game's not going away. Bungie will listen to the community. Things will get better. Just like they do for 90% of games. And then we'll just find something new to complain about and it'll still suck. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Everything's got to be on fire all the time, right? Nothing can just ever be good. That's how this works, right? Yeah, we, we barely stopped complaining about Infernal Souls and now we get to complain about items. Oh, okay. sorry. League reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that's that's fine that's fine you know 
Destiny Destiny is still the best at what it does. And it, it has been since it came out. Like the original Destiny. And the content thing's going to get fixed. It's fine. Just enjoy like the best feeling shooter on the market, you know? Game's still incredible. Still happy I bought it. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about with Destiny there? No, nah, I think that's I think that's all good. Yeah. Enjoy Beyond I mean, Light for what it is for you now and updates will come and things will change and you know, it'll, the world it'll be, will keep spinning. <laughs> yeah, indeed it will. Besides those worlds that they deleted, those aren't spinning anymore. Well, they might still be spinning. They're just covered in darkness. Spinning into spiraling not darkness. Exa- they didn't really explain how that works. They just said it was engulfed by the darkness, so we don't know if they're gone or just dark or what. Yeah, the lore rated on that was really weak. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you do it like that, then you can bring them back with like a really weird lore excuse. Yeah, but you could have just left them and been like, we're not actively patrolling these planets anymore. Eh, either way it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we're about ready to head on out of here. Got any got any closing remarks? Are we good? We we leaving? We're no, making I like think... my parents and splitting? Um Wow. No, I think I think we're all good to go. Okay. Well, I'm going to banish into the dark void just like my parents' marriage did and the planets in Destiny. Hope you all have a good week. Next week we'll be back with some other random crap to talk about. We'll have to figure something out good. Something something spicy. Get spicy in here. Caliente. <laughs>